Thank you so much for subscribing and downloading this episode of Vleeties. This is part two. So uh, I guess going forward, I, I kind of like the way we did this tonight. Open forum, baby. We had Skype open. We took calls from uh, Maddie Spice, from Gino. It was so much fun. It's great to have everyone uh, being able to just call in whenever they want. So if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast, what you should do on Tuesdays and Thursdays is go to trovo.live slash Vleeties, get Skype, and then uh, find uh, Vleeties on Skype. And then what you're going to want to do is call me. And we're going to talk about some wrestling. We're going to talk about hockey. We're going to talk about basketball. Kind of whatever you want to talk about. It's going to be centralized around wrestling. But you know how my brain works. It's all one big flow chart. And we just bounce around to wherever we need to go. So thanks again so much, everyone, for downloading and listening and your support. And enjoy the rest of this episode of Vleeties. I think I'm just going to have to just name this part something else and name the first part something else. Like, Vleeties will be all-encompassing, but everything's going to be its own show now. I'm going to just have a bunch of shit. It's going to be uh, – it, it's like Star Trek. It's all Star Trek, but you can have your Vleet Space Nine. You're going to have your wrestling show. So come up with the name of the wrestling show. And, and the Red Faction will just be me and Geezy. I like that name. Or just Vleeties and Geezy. So let's see. Skype is open if anyone wants to call into it. I do have Skype, and I love – that I have it open. I don't think I have any of the settings set up, so we'll see what happens if somebody does call in. I should have taken care of that before, and I can do that real quick. But, like I said, this is the wrestling portion. I have been watching wrestling. I watched a little bit. If you're listening to this on Friday, you need to be watching Impact Wrestling on Thursdays. I have not finished the whole thing, but I watched most of it, okay? Um, and, uh, like, another good show, and... Uh, I wonder how Impact does it because I know they do like these marathon TV tapings where they just tape, you know, a month of television all at once, which just seems like such an impossible feat. Like, how are they going to do that? Like, I, I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, but uh, it, it works out really well. And I think maybe for this one, they must have just done they, – they must have just recorded – I think Homecoming is already recorded. So this Saturday on the Impact Plus app, Impact Wrestling actually has a pay-per-view like already. You know, they, they have another pay-per-view coming off of Slammiversary because they have to do their weekly, or weekly, their monthly uh, Impact Plus exclusive event because that's kind of guaranteed if you're a subscriber. So it looks like they just kind of threw this one together because No Surrender was in June, and then this one was obviously kind of just thrown in. And it's fun what they're doing. Like a, they're, It's called the Homecoming Tournament, which is essentially the WWE Mixed Match Challenge, which uh, a lot of people like that. So it's just an extension of that, it seems, or just kind of a spinoff of that. Um, but it's going to be all one night, which would be fun. So I guess we got some headlines. Let's go to the headlines first. Vince McMahon was on the earnings call today for Q2. I'm one of those wrestling fans. I read uh, a little bit of his earnings call, some of the transcripts at least. And uh, he says that uh, AEW is not the same competition as WCW was. Now, of course, a lot of you know smarks are saying, you know, that's what an idiot would say. Like, AEW is going to take over WWE. And, you know, WWE is clearly losing a lot of talent to AEW. We haven't really seen it yet. Like, an AEW guy going to WWE. Like, I got big in AEW and now I'm in WWE. Like, that'll happen eventually, maybe. Hasn't really happened yet. Um, we're not, we haven't seen the big jumping back and forth like WCW and WWE was. Where it really was, like... X-Pac would be X-Pac and then he you know he would be first he'd be one two three kid then he would be six and then he would be X-Pac then he would be six Pac I mean he just bounced around wherever they would have him so Vince not saying 
that AEW is like true competition and comparing it to WCW. I know WCW is getting 3.0 ratings. Like that that that's the big difference is like if you watch the Monday Night Wars on Peacock, uh you might be able to you you can kind of tell like WCW was fucking rolling. WCW was, you know, they they their television ratings were up there with you know what, Modern Family and shit, I guess. I, I that's probably completely wrong, but I'm just saying it, uh, enough people watched it for them for them to get a 3.0 rating. Raw doesn't even get that anymore though. And I think that's where Vince might be kind of mistaken a little bit. Like I think this episode of Raw with John Cena had almost 2 million viewers, like maybe 2 million viewers. But Raw used to get 5 million viewers like regularly or 3 million at least. Now we're we're pulling out the big guns aka John Cena and we're barely getting two. Like something happened where WWE fell off. You know, and and we all we all saw it. It all it definitely happened. Um, the Skype is Vleeties, ladies and gentlemen. It's been Vleeties, call Vleeties. That that's the one. But um, th- that's just one thing that I've been noticing is maybe Vince is stuck in this mindset of no. Jeez, I should have I, I should have worked on these settings. Who's on the line? Yo, it's me. Gino. It's What's Gino. That? It's Sonic Gino. For those who have not heard the voice enough, this is him. He can call in now. Gino, I mean, you're... TWFS says billion dollar network deal and million Saudi deal. Maybe TV ratings are irrelevant in the digital age. And that's an, ama- that's an amazing point, Kevin. That's from Kevin's Campoli, TWFS. Because, you know, I even brought that up with the Olympics uh, in part one, where it's like NBC's worried about their ratings. But meanwhile, Peacock, YouTube, uh, Twitter... There's so many ways to consume product now. What do you think? What, well, just that statement. AEW is not competition. I do agree that it's not entirely like the competition WCW was. Because what AEW I've realized is doing, especially with them now having this new show Rampage, it's just producing content. Sure. It's never-ending wrestling content. Well, and that's, that's what you watch Dark and Elevation. Like They put out so many hours of actual, like, hey, I could watch... I can literally be watching AEW every hour I'm free to watch television. Like, they, they've set it up to be that way. And so is WWE. Like, you know, Main Event, 205 Live. There's all these other programs that they have. But in WCW kind of almost, they, you know, they, they had five hours. Or what do they have? Yeah, they had five hours, you know, with, with Thunder and with Nitro. So they, they were kind of in a similar scenario of, like, putting out as much content as they could. And they were doing it on TNT and TBS where – Maybe Vince, I mean, but it's getting there. Rampage is about to come out. That's going to be on TNT for now, right? And then it's going to be on TBS eventually. But those, I mean, it's becoming a thing. It's got to be becoming a thing, right? TWFS says AEW sucks. But it's not saying that Vince or anyone in WWE should see as competition. And Kevin in the chat, Kevin just, you know, he's throwing this out there, that AEW sucks. Now, there are complaints about the, this most recent AEW. Uh, we got to see Nick Cage. Nick fucking Cage was on our television sets. And he made a show on TNT, which is a network that's in a lot of homes. And apparently Domino's seems to be the most upset person about this. Um, now, first of all, some people were upset who bought tickets because they had already had the tickets before Nick Cage was announced. So yeah. so once they had the tickets and then they hear, wait, 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 some deathmatch guy is going to be there? And they, like, bring their kids to, you know, watching Jericho's head get cut with a pizza cutter. And 
And also, I, have you been have you been live, Gino, to a to a AEW event? I have not yet. I wish to, but being here in Georgia and being broke when I was, I couldn't go to the fucking steel cage match with Cody and Wardlow like I wanted to. Uh, well, and I went to the one in Dallas, the first one they did, and. One thing, I mean, you're going to these marathon tapings for these guys. Like, the doors open at 6 or whatever. Actual dynamite starts at 7 in, here in Texas. So, there was an hour of dark, and then two hours of dynamite, and then, like, another two hours of dark that we didn't even stay for. We were like, nope, we're not going to be here for five hours watching all this shit. So, I, I think that if you are buying tickets to AEW, and this show is on the... Where was the show? Was this in? This wasn't in Texas. This was in Missouri or something, wasn't it? Where was this most recent show? I can't even remember. I don't remember either but offhand. It, let's just assume it's in the Eastern time zone. Um, and if it's in the Eastern time zone, I think it was in Dallas, wasn't it? Either way. Either way, wherever this show was. It had to be Texas. Yeah, wherever this show. North Carolina. Thank you, Maddie Spice. Pretty much Texas. Oh, uh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's Texas. Pretty much Texas. And, yeah, those guys are on the East Coast. So that means. That show is starting for them at, I guess they got to see a whole show. Because if it starts for them at, you know, 8 p.m., they're probably getting all of their dark recorded before. But as a parent, yeah, you would just go, okay, Nick Cage is coming out. We got to go. Unless kids are like, Daddy, I want to stay for Chris Jericho. Which could be a thing, but do do little kids still like Jericho? Does he, is he in that same regard? I don't know. Gino, what would, you, what would your feelings be if you went to AEW and you were, like, really excited to see... Let's let's go the other way. Like you're excited to see Nick Gage and all this shit, but what you don't realize is there's going to be an hour long match between Big Swole and Diamante. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind a long match with Diamante, but an hour long, she sadly couldn't perform. But no, no way. I yeah, she could do like 20, 30 minutes probably. That's it. <laughs> That's a lot. You're nice. She's she's pretty good. She's better than she was before. But uh, I don't know, man. Again. They're doing a lot, which is good. AEW's doing a great job by just giving everything you could possibly want. Women's matches, tags matches, giving them time sometimes. But also not really caring about the women as much as they should. No, and, and, well, and fuck, for real. I mean, the, their, their highest paid woman used to be a man. So, yeah, AEW definitely has a weird view of women's wrestling and their women's division. I know that Kenny Omega is like the overseer of the women. And I think that's what he likes to be called, the overseer of the women. And w their women's division really is lackluster. I mean, I love Britt Baker. I love Jade Cargill. haven't seen her in weeks. Um, I don't like uh, Nyla Rose. She seems to be the most prominent character on this show. Even Hikaru Shida is, like, pushing T-shirts, and she's wrestling on Dark. So they just have this. W and then when we do have a women's match, Julie Hart is in it. So it's just odd the way that AEW is treating their women's division. But WCW didn't really have a women's division. Like, what Medusa was fighting Evan Courageous. Like, it wasn't like they were taking that shit seriously. So, I mean, they tried to take the whole Daphne <laughs> stuff seriously. We talked about WCW. Yeah, but... Daphne, Tori. I don't know. Maybe... I agree with Kevin, where maybe WWE is just swimming in so much money. They're, earnings wise they're making money hand over dick they only have 20 guys on their roster now since they fired 40 people over the summer and those people are all in AEW or, or impact so now it's their payroll problems if i'm the payroll if i'm working payroll at how does it work in AEW how do you pay a hundred different talent is it based on a like television like hey you're booked on dynamite you get x amount of dollars you're actually wrestling a match you get more money if you're just booked on dark are you getting fucking fractions of a of an act like I, I can't imagine these people are getting paid 
guaranteed contracts like like uh, WCW. I'm sure it has to do with their contracts for sure, because I don't think that many dark talent really get like that much money depending on how their contracts are when they're signed. But like, I'm then curious how they pay those people that just work like those dark matches to lose. Sure. Like if they have that much fucking extra money just they're, to they're, give to people to job out. They got to be, yeah, it's a pay per appearance. It's got to be if you're, you know, if you're Mac Lethal or whatever and you're just showing up for, that's probably a real person. Is that a rapper? Mac Lethal shows up and Mac Lethal, you know, he's he just loses six matches in a row on dark. He gets paid 500 a pop and that's just kind of what he does on, on the side. Meanwhile, you have, you know, let's just say Private Party. Those guys can easily do the job like Mac Lethal just did. And you have Private Party on a long-term contract. And I don't watch Dark. I don't know if they're using all of their fucking talent every single week. But it just seems like they have so many guys. And maybe it's going to – maybe what happened to WWE will happen to AEW in a, in a year or so where it's like they just have – they look at how much money they're spending on talent and how much money they're bringing in. And it's like, okay – we don't need Cole Cabana. He doesn't bring in any money. We don't need John Silver. We don't need the. We don't need uh, Mark Quinn and uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Like just guys that they maybe. Hey, we like these guys, but we we can't afford to keep all these fucking people. Like it's gotta in my head that has to fucking happen. They have a hundred guys on their roster. And what's useful then about that is again with them having so many people on their roster, and they need to get people out. Then those people can go to other promotions and then be big again. Like, yeah. if we were to see Pirate Party get released and they go to WWE, it would be big, or even just NXT. And them going into MSK would probably be a fucking amazing tactic. I kind of hate Private Party, though, because they're just the biggest nerds. I hope they do get to WWE and they get, like, repackaged. I Remember when uh, when uh, Fernando and Diego debuted, like, Primo and Epico became Los Matadores? Yes. Hopefully we get something like that, where it's, like, maybe Private Party, they become, like, robots, and they're, like, cyborgs, and that's their gimmick. Uh Kevin in the chat, he he did like a super chat. It says, when NBC folds, who saves WWE? Isn't it Fox? Isn't like Fox almost like we were so excited when SmackDown was leaving? It's funny. Raw's been on USA for 100 years, but when SmackDown's on USA, it's like, oh, shitty USA. And now that SmackDown's finally on Fox, it's like, whoa, this is a big deal. Like, Raw was never on NBC. They kept it on Fox. Like, why why never put that on NBC? They would do like the WrestleMania. They would air WrestleMania in like August on NBC like that was their big NBC event of the year they, they would do what was the last Saturday night's main event what was that 2008 like where did that go right but what I'm wondering is like to answer that question if it's not Fox I would have to say because I remember there were talks with Disney buying out the ABA at one point oh, God. or at least helping so like that could be what we get is Disney just being the all-encompassing company that it wants to be owning every form of entertainment I would prefer Disney Plus having all my wrestling shit over Peacock. Like Disney Plus yeah. at least works pretty seamlessly. It crashes every once in a while on the Fire Stick, but on the Roku Ultra, it's fucking perfect. There's no issues on a Roku Ultra when it comes to uh, when it comes to Disney Plus. Uh, so I would definitely love that. Uh, but again, I don't know if I want Disney owning WWE because. We're already dealing with Peacock getting rid of, you know, Booker T, we're looking for you, N-Word. Or Hulk Hogan, we're looking for you, N-Word. Like, exactly. we're, we're losing that. We're losing some of the content. We're getting middle fingers being blurred out when sometimes the middle finger is the best. Even Drew McIntyre on Raw is doing a 3-2-1 middle finger. And I'm like, this is a great show. I'm loving this now. Like, it, it's like when they're allow allowed to be edgy or allowed to be spontaneous, it's great. 
But Peacock is fucking. Peacock's the only streaming service that asked me, male, female, non-binary or other, when I was creating a profile. Like, it's clearly not a wrestling fan. So, Gino, there's other things. Since you're here, I mean, you you know a lot of this shit that I have written down here, anyway. Um, yep. Domino's over Nick Cage. Carrying Cross on the main roster. This is something that you had asked me about. Like, Carrying Cross was on uh, Hulu Raw, losing to Jeff Hardy. In like two minutes, a very, very quick, weird match. Jeff Hardy cheated to win. He came out to no more words, and it was pretty badass. But then he beats Keith Lee in a match that's cut from Hulu Raw. So I've never even seen this match. Did he beat Keith Lee? I didn't even see it. He did beat Keith Lee, hit that uh, big forearm, then choked him up. Okay. But so Keith tapped out. He didn't thank God. I was like, wow. Out. So it was either we had Keith Lee lose two in a row or Karrion Cross lose two in a row. Um, but what's the point? Yeah. Why is Karrion Cross on the main ra- now, I know that he released some statement like, oh, so you're in front of a live crowd. It's fucking amazing, bros. I love wrestling. Like, I get what he's trying to do, but being brought onto the main roster where he is, like, you know, I'm carrying cross. Here I am. I'm on the main roster. I lose to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. And then I go, Jeff Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life. And then the next one, did he do anything to Jeff Hardy on Raw that I didn't see? Like, what does that mean? He had a backstage promo after the match on the network exclusives they do oh, where he just talks see. about that he's going to go after Jeff since Jeff has COVID. Oh, Jeff has COVID. I didn't even know that. So I don't watch yeah. these network exclusives. I, like, so, but that's the other thing is like, if, if you really want to push this guy, why is his storyline being continued on YouTube slash WWE network exclusives? Like if he's really going to be a main player, they're already fucking it up. And honestly with carrying cross, I, I'm kind of losing the thread here. Like, he was good in TNA. He was one of the people that I actually took an interest in in TNA. Like, I think when I was peeking into TNA again, he was he was there, and Moose was wearing, like, a Pope outfit. He looked terrible. And I just remember they were kind of like a little duo, and I liked it. And I was kind of interested in this killer cross guy. And then when he came to NXT, I was like, okay. And then he had, like, the big – the big Armageddon-style entrance and shit, and it was like, okay, I, I kind of like this guy. But the, the more he's talking, the more he's wrestling, I'm kind of just like, I don't know, he's not that big. He's not that, you know, he's really, he's fake intimidating, where it seems like he's really over the top about it. And I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I kind of can see why Vince would bring him up to have him lose to Jeff Hardy. But why not have the storyline be he loses to everyone on the main roster? Like, why? Uh, Keith Lee needs a big win. And here he is losing to Karrion Cross, who looked like shit just last week. So help me understand, Gino. I I've been trying to this entire time as well because I I, I love Cross. Cross is great. He's good. And Darby's like having him lose, which I'd assume at first like, are they going to test how he is when he loses? Because he's never been defeated at this point from NXT to mm. then. And then they just drop him losing, and now he's won a match. I don't know. As an NXT just... champion, and he took everything from him. That's the other thing. His entrance is just him walking to the ring. It's terrible. It's it's a terrible entrance. Gino, let me move to Tyler Spida. Thank you so much for calling in. We'll talk soon. Call in later if there's a if there's a lapse in the action. Let me hop over to Tyler Spida joining the fray. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Karrion Cross? Aren't you a big fan? I have some uh, I have some quick thoughts on Carrying Cross here. Uh, Carrying Cross, I feel like uh, I have some inside scoops as well. I was hearing out in the grapevine that apparently 
Carrying uh, Cross was supposed to keep on losing to Jeff, at least like a, on a three-week run here, and then we were going to have Scarlet Bordeaux come out, and then Carrying Cross would dominate everybody. That was going to be the big, the big switch up, right? That was going to be it. Was like, okay, we have Scarlet is what she's like. His Undertaker urn. Like once she's out there, that's where the power actually comes from. That would have been a good storyline if yeah, it was like douchebag Carrying Cross can't win a match, and then as soon as his lady shows up. And she's like, fall and pray. And then and now suddenly he's like, oh, I can do this. I want, Look at this. Forearm to the back of the head. So they needed to pivot. And they were like, oh, fuck Keith Lee. Let's pivot. Like, that's so odd to me that they would just bury Keith Lee like that. Because, I mean, you hear the crowd. Do they not hear the crowd? Like, the benefit of these live crowds is people are there going, you know, bask in his glory. Like, what's the crowd do when, when Cross comes out? Oh, man, the crowd isn't doing anything at all. And I, and I feel like we should have had this version of Cross, at least, that was showing up on Raw, have some kind of music without Scarlet Bordeaux, like the same exact thing, and we could have Scarlet Bordeaux uh, make her debut with the lyrics itself. And Keith Lee, there has to be just some, like, grudge that we're holding against him or something, that the company's just like, no matter what this crowd says, we're just going to make you buried, bro. He's like the new Damian Sandow. Although with Damian Sandow, they were kind of right, like, We all were like, give us Damian Mizdow. Give us Damian Sandow. And then when he got to Impact, they were like, you guys can have Damian fucking Sandow. This was terrible. Um, It's just a weird scenario to be in. Like, Cross Cross seems to be their baby. Like, they like a bald white guy with muscles. You know, we've seen that work out in the past. And Keith Lee is this, like, we've never really seen. I mean, we've seen Viscera, but this is kind of a different thing. You know, he's, he's a lot more athletic. He moves really well. I like Keith Lee, and I want to see him do well in WWE. Unfortunately, when I watch Raw, I start to go, you know what would be awesome? Keith Lee was in AEW. But, Tyler, tonight was the NBA draft. Um, I didn't watch a lick of it. I didn't realize it was happening. I actually was kind of mad at the NBA. I was like, during the Olympics, have some decency. Like, I was shocked that they would have their big event tonight because even ESPN all day was about this draft. I was at the gym like, is there any, what, what's going on with the Olympics? But all the TVs were like, fucking, we got to get these kids on these basketball teams, dude, 18 years old. Who won the draft, Tyler? Was it uh, was it the Knicks? Man, it is hard to tell right now. I have no familiarity at all with this draft class, but uh, they kept hyping it up a lot. Uh, they would cut over to Richard Jefferson and Rachel Nichols talking, and they were saying how this is going to be the most impactful draft class since uh, the LeBron Iverson draft class, and then we have our Michael Jordan uh, draft class. Uh, this this third one was going to be the third best, apparently. Wow. So they're really hyping this up. These kids have a lot to live up to. Like, I mean, this is more. I mean, even Trey Young and Luca, that was in the same draft. Like, I think they were they were picked after each other. I think DeAndre Ayton was in that draft as well. So, I mean, there's some pretty star-studded drafts. But uh, when I when I look at this NBA draft, I just had no interest in it this year, and I don't really have interest in it most years. But like, I didn't watch any college basketball like at all this year, um, and, and of course, COVID kind of put a damper on all that shit anyway. But Cade Cunningham went to the Pistons. I don't even know who that is. I literally know none of these guys. I do know that my phone went off when the Mavericks drafted somebody, but I don't even think we have a first-round pick, do we? Like, it was a second-round pick. They were like, get fired up, Dallas. Like, it was really – I don't even think we have – they haven't even done the second round yet, so who fucking knows? So I don't know why my phone went off. But 
what are your thoughts? I mean, here we are. We're 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 still we're still we still have a hangover from the Milwaukee Bucks winning their their NBA Finals. Uh, are they do they have any? Let me ask. Do they have any shot of running it back? Do you think? Um, if we have a healthy season, I, I don't think so. I feel like uh, there's a lot of um, unhealthiness happening uh, during our NBA season this year. And uh, uh, back to your first question on who won the draft, I actually have an answer for it. It's the L.A. Lakers. Um, they True. were able to pull off this crazy trade and uh, end up with Russell Westbrook for garbage. And, uh, yeah, they're the ones winning tonight. Yeah, it does seem like that. whenever you get bring in a high-caliber player like that, you automatically can just kind of hold it up like, nah, we won. We don't do, we don't care about all these children. Like a lot, these kids are all 18, 19 years old. You don't know really what's gonna come out of them. Sometimes you get a Markel Fultz. You just you, you hey, this guy's gonna be the savior of the franchise, and then you just kind of move on. Like I remember when the Lakers had, uh, what was that? When they got D'Angelo Russell, it was like, holy shit, the Lakers are saved. And then he tweeted out that video about Nick Young cheating on Iggy Azalea, and it was like, trade him, get rid of him. He's he's a we can't trust him in the locker room, and yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. But title, so you watch this Raw and you watch SmackDown with Kevin. You're in it, like you know it. You know all of the shit that's going on. But when when we when we look at Raw right now, I have to ask because we're in this weird. Let me let me give you this theory that I had now. Okay, Bobby Lashley is being, you know, he's going to face Goldberg, right? Like, it's not like official, official, but it's more than likely that's what's going to happen. Um, we have John Cena getting rejected. So we're going to have Finn Balor versus Roman instead. Now, in my head, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we're setting up Goldberg versus John Cena instead. Now, isn't that just like the, hey, you're not really a wrestling fan, but John Cena, who's in that Fast movie, is going to fight Goldberg, who you remember from when you were a kid? Like, doesn't that seem like what WWE, like, what, wouldn't that be a, a pleasant alternative? Like, let's do that match instead. And then you leave Bobby Lashley open to maybe that match with Big E that we all want. Or you can do something else with Bobby. What are your thoughts on that? Are we, are we for sure getting Goldberg and Lashley? I think we are going to for sure get Goldberg and Lashley, but I do really love the idea of Big E cashing in on Lashley after all the drama that he's had with the New Day. Right. I think it would fit perfectly, but uh, Big E does want to slap meat with Goldberg. He said it himself in a Gino drive through clip. <laughs> and uh, I, I do feel like John Cena and Goldberg would be the biggest blockbuster match that we could have at the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. But I think it's very unlikely. I could see Finn Balor getting a title match on a SmackDown before we even get our SummerSlam. We might even be getting Brock Lesnar. I'm hearing that he might go to MMA, but I'm also hearing money is being fucking thrown at Brock now that CM Punk is uh, heading to Jacksonville. Like, is there any, what are the odds we get a Brock Lesnar versus Lashley at SummerSlam? Wouldn't that be more fun? Oh, man, I feel like uh, it would definitely be a party. I, I, I do see Brock Lesnar coming in uh, at some point. My whole – I have a road to WrestleMania planned out, and oh. it involves the John Cena going through the Tribal Chief, The Rock for his 25th anniversary at uh, Survivor Series, and then at some point we could have Brock come in maybe before WrestleMania feud, uh, with this whole Paul Heyman thing, and Rock can come back for Mania. And it could happen, and I would love to see – You know, I mean, obviously, anytime we can get The Rock involved – I'm so convinced The Rock will never wrestle again, though. I am, like, convinced. I just – he's just too – he's too Hollywood now. He's moved on. Speaking of Hollywood, uh, Tyla, uh, the, the cartoon Arthur, beloved children's cartoon on PBS, has been canceled after 25 years. 
Now, this is a show that I have brought up many a times. They had that episode where the two gay teachers got married, and I was like, what just happened? Um, do you do you have any connection to this show whatsoever? I grew up on Arthur. Uh, it, well, growing up, it was a lot of Arthur. Some Barney was in there around when I was three, four yeah. years old. And uh, I didn't catch this edition of Leedy's when we were uh, talking about Arthur recently. But um, I didn't even know the show was still going on until this day. Yeah, they've been, they still do it. I mean, I watch PBS with, with my son, and it's one of the options to watch. So one day we were sitting there watching it. And, yeah, Mr. Rapburn in the chat. Mr. Rapburn, they were trying to hook him up with some chick teacher. And then somehow they got invited to his wedding, and he was marrying another dude, another another man rat. It was two gay rat dudes. So it was this weird, like, whoa, Arthur has gotten progressive since I last watched it. And it wasn't like I turned it off immediately for, for my son. I was like, no, nah, we'll, we'll finish this one out, but maybe we won't watch as much of this. Um, I don't know. I in may, But that doesn't seem to be what killed him. That episode was like three years old by the time I already watched it. So, and I love the people that are like, cancel culture sucks. Like, this is reverse cancel culture. I don't know why this show would be canceled. They had the gay rat wedding. Th this show goes there. This is like Degrassi. It goes there. So, unfortunately, RIP Arthur, we will miss you. I don't remember much of it. I remember, what was his friend's name? Buster. Like, it was, it was an okay show. It wasn't amazing. But, um, you know what, Arthur? We're going to miss you so much. You and Mr. Ratburn. You guys enjoy your time. Uh, it'll come back. People will clamor for Arthur. Even though nobody watches Arthur, people are going to want it to come back. It's a staple, Tyler. All right? So don't worry. It'll be coming back any moment now. Oh, I, I hope so, man. I don't know how a show that's as progressive of three years ago having uh, a homosexual uh, teacher um, in, in, this, in the show. So I'm hoping that eventually we'll get the crave for Arthur to come back. I need some DW in my life. Yeah, he's educating the youth. He's he's the gay teacher. And it was, a fun, it was a fine episode. I have no issues with it. But it was just weird. I'm sitting there watching Arthur. And, you know, you know how some shows, like if there's like people committing suicide or something, they go, trigger warning. If you or someone you know contemplates committing suicide, contact this number. Like, you know, sometimes shows will do that. Like there was no warning that was like, Warning, we have a gay wedding at the end of this episode. If you don't want your children to see a gay wedding, uh, change it. They didn't say that. They just let us find out. It was almost like a fun surprise for all the viewers because I was like, oh, he's marrying a dude. Look at it. Check. Check it out. I was like, that was a big, that was a big reveal for me. But, uh, but Tyler, any parting words, my friend? Any, any, any other thing? I know you don't watch Impact, but I, want, I got another Impact thing I want to talk about before we write off. Any parting words? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Vleeties, for having me on. I really just wanted to get that Carrying Cross uh, info in there that I was reading up on. Oh, thank you so much. And I will watch this low-key show that you're talking about. I might skip over the Captain, uh, the Captain Planet and the Soldier. I might move on from that because I, I watched like the first episode, but everyone's like, just watch low-key. Just watch low-key. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Like, there's people that are – there's people that want me to uh, – to watch Loki, and I think you're one of them, right? Loki's way better. Oh, Loki's 20 times better. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely something to uh, pass on. And I definitely, I start with Captain every single time, too, because you just want to say Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So I, it's easy just to be like, ah, this show's not even worth it if I can't even get the name down. He's not Captain Falcon, though, right? Captain Falcon's from Smash Brothers. Is that why I'm wrong all the time? I, I, I do remember a Captain Falcon from Smash Bros. And uh, this show definitely wants you to take it that there's going to be a 
Captain Falcon in there, but I got to leave it to you watching the show to figure All it out. All right, I'll figure it out. Like I ho- so everyone's like clamoring for a black for a black Captain America. I'm like thinking we need a trans Captain America. I think we need to go even more progressive. Disney's not gay enough for yet. I watched 21 episodes of this high school musical show and I'm and I'm now I'm saying we need more gay people on this show. So thank you Tyler Spider. I will will check you out tomorrow night with Kevin Be Cool immediately following SmackDown. Did they announce what's going to happen on SmackDown or are you guys just going not knowing shit? Oh, I'm walking into this SmackDown blind. We got uh, the luxury of figuring out that we would be having a Rolling Loud 2 event. Uh, SmackDown going on this time. I got no news. Wow, Rolling Loud 2. Which uh, Were they chanting, we want puppies or we want Bobby? Because I've heard conflicting reports. I heard, we want Bobby because it was Bobby Shmurda. Or we want puppies because Carmella has huge yabos. Man, I would think that they want Bobby. I feel like it was the most saddest thing ever to see a Rolling Loud SmackDown take place where the crowd really just wants a rapper to come out first. You greet him with Wale. It was very bad. It was well. You know what the problem was? Is they they they. Hey, let's. What's the appetizer? How do we wet our beaks? Angelo Dawkins and Chad Gable, which I love both these guys in a WWE ring, like at a at wrestling. Like if they should have just had the women's title match. I don't know why they had to do two matches. Just have the chicks come out. And the placement of the ring probably didn't help because you have this whole the, – all these people are just watching televisions. Like, oh, cool, there's wrestling happening in there. But if they would have just said, look how hot Carmella is, look how hot Bailey or Bailey, look how hot Bianca is, maybe the fans – maybe that's why they were chanting, we want puppies. They, they wanted to see those yabos. So uh, we get a part two of that. I can't wait. Did they announce who's fighting at it? Oh, no, not at all. I have got no word on what our matches are going to be coming up for this. I, I guarantee you we're going to need some people of color. I, that, that seemed to be their idea was both matches we're going to put over the black people because it's, you know, it's this is definitely uh, a rap crowd. So thank you so much, Tyler. You have a great rest of your evening, sir. You too, Vleeties. Thank oh, yeah. you so much. Tyler Spida fucking rules, dude. Big fan of that Tyler Spida. Uh, let's see what else we got. There's plenty going on. Mr. Call from Steeler Boy. Steeler was spelled incorrectly, but I'm assuming that's Maddie Spice. But Impact Wrestling, we need to we need to address this. This has to be addressed. Uh, Jay White, Switchblade, Jay White. Uh, oh, hold on a sec. Steeler Boy, you are on Vleeties. How are you, my friend? Oh, he's not. There's no sound there. There's no words there. Now it says Steeler Boy 2004. Now that makes me feel really sad. Because I know that Maddie Spice was probably born in 2004, and that's just not that long ago. It's not long enough. I was like, I was. I think Kevin was born in '86. I was born in '91. That, those are the final years everyone was allowed to be born. Uh, Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, is an Impact Wrestling, which is outstanding. Uh, I I don't know a lot of uh, about Switchblade. I don't watch NJPW, but seeing him in Impact, his promo last week, and I saw a little bit of his match tonight. I want to see this match against him between him and Kenny Omega. That sounds awesome. Him and Kenny Omega. Eddie Smith, except that. Oh, I got like friend request coming in. This is good stuff. Gino's a friend request that came in. This is good. Updating conversation. I'm loving this. So, but I like that. Oh, the phone's ringing. Gino, tell me about Switchblade Jay White. Where is he from? New Zealand or what? He is, I be, I actually don't know exactly where he's from because I barely watched his early career. I only watched from when he joined 
Bullet Club and kick Kenny out as the loser he was at the time. Right. For then the real Bullet Club to form. Right. And I'm just, yeah. So, yeah, I, I have never seen him. I feel like I've seen him wrestle. I saw the episode. Was he ever the, was he the IWGP heavyweight champion at any point? He was going for the IWGP heavyweight championship against Abushi, trying to make himself the god of wrestling. Uh, who's the current who's the current champion isn't it like tagagi or something it's uh it is shingo tagagi i believe what happened there i mean i know that uh our good friend will osprey hurt his neck and that he he relinquished the belt but i just kind of thought i don't know i i I thought we all agreed okada ibushi these are the champion naito these are our evil these are our champions who's shingo tagagi where did this guy even come from Shingo is also part of LIJ, which is Naito's group, which uh, I do okay. believe what they're doing is trying to bring up for Naito to face Shingo. I believe that you, might be what they're going do for. Do you have NJPW World? I've almost bought this thing like three times. I've sat there with my button on the like submit my credit card, and I just have not done it. But I want, I would like to watch NJPW even if – what's his name? Kevin Kelly sitting there going, you know – Welcome to NJPW, you know, road to road to Dakugan. Like I, I I've, I've honestly just been that same boat you've been close to p- paying for, it, but I haven't because I just I sadly choose not to spend money sometimes. I just go to watch wrestling and I watch uh, what's it called strong, road strong, whatever the yeah, weekly strong. stuff they do for America. Well, strong doesn't. The problem is, is I want to watch Road to you know Cork and Hall or whatever, like because those are the ones with Gorillas of Destiny. Those are the ones where you have these dangerous techers, these tag teams that I want to watch. And you know, th- this is where you see them. This is where you get to watch this shit. Is on is on NJPW World or on these shows in Tokyo or in Japan or whatever. And you, I don't get to watch them really because they're all in Japanese. I don't know what they're talking about. And it's not fun to watch this shit on mute. Like, I need to have somebody at least pushing some story. Kevin Kelly does a pretty good job for being Kevin Kelly. He does a pretty good job at making me actually care about this product. So I feel like it might it might be worth it eventually to just do it. True. Same with me. Like, And it's not just Kevin Kelly. I honestly have been enjoying when it's Rocky Romero with him, where he's like having someone to go back and forth with. Because Rocky's great. Rocky does a great job, like, being in charge of explaining shit since he's kind of, not entirely, but kind of in charge of the show. Right. Well, yeah, and, and I like Rocky, too. He does he does well uh, commentary there. I know that they so they do commentary from, like, a hotel room sometimes. It'll be Kevin Kelly and Rocky. Yeah, sometimes they have to yeah. dub over it, yeah. They have to sit there and just, okay, we're going to watch what we already saw. But um, ultimately, yeah, I, I don't really get into New Japan as much because I don't have NJPW World, and I don't like watching it in Japanese. It's not anime. I'm, I'm not there yet with NJPW. Um, I'm there with MLW. So the Battle Riot 3 took place, Philadelphia, 2300 Arena, the ECW so Arena. Good. What a fucking amazing night. I was so shocked that it was that good. I kind of thought it would be more indie than it was. Like the MLW is clearly the most independent wrestling out of all the indie things that I watch. But why did it feel like I was watching WWE? Or why did it feel like I was watching AEW? And who the fuck is paying for this stuff? Because I watched it for free on YouTube. There might have been two ad rolls during the 90-minute video. Who's paying for MLW? The people who want to support MLW. 
Is it really just bootstrappers? Like, hey, if I buy, should I be pre-ordering a micro brawler? I kind of thought I was going to get the the Hammerstone micro brawler, but I just I I didn't pull the trigger on that. Am I making a mistake? If I want MLW to stick around, do I need to get a micro brawler? I would say either the micro brawler or their shirts. Yeah, just really support the talent because I think it also goes to both the wrestlers and the production. Oh, Hammerstone's always telling me, dude, you got to get my shit. Like he he yes. he's like the only wrestler that will constantly respond to me on uh, whatever social media I talk to him on, whether it's Twitter or Instagram. He's just the king of like, you know, what are you guys working out today? And I'm like, I'm working out legs, Hammer. And he goes, me too. I'm like, geez, Hammerstone's always like ready to talk to the people. He's a man of the people. These are $15 in there for Ralph. Is that worth it, Gino? Should I be getting a micro brawler if they're $15? That seems like so much. It does seem like so much, but it does give to the talent. And I I honestly would get L.A. Park, but that's just because I have a soft spot for Parka. So you're going to get Parka. That's so interesting. Like I'm When I saw the three that they made, I was like, why did they make a Parka? I'm sitting here breathing rarefied air, and you're over here looking at La Parkas. Like, I, how do you not get a Hammerstone and Hall? Let's just get all three. Maybe we'll, yeah, get all three. Let's, how about you and me go halvesies and we'll keep them at your place, and then every couple months we'll send them here. Because how do you not get Holiday? How do you not get Hammerstone? And it's so funny for people that don't watch MLW. It is weird to like try and sell them on why these guys are so great. But the di- the dynasty is I like honestly probably what won me over as far as this company being really fucking good. And then when you hear that. Uh, MJF was part of the dynasty that even like cements it even more like oh that's where he got it from was from hanging out with Richard Holiday and Hammerstone how far back do you actually go and like watch MOW do you go like to the four horsemen with uh, Carino no I haven't seen any of that stuff yet I, I watched a couple fusions I think I said the uh, the fusion that I watched that I really hated was Teddy Hart in the uh, Penta because because yeah. Penta did a Canadian destroyer like off the top rope they landed on the apron, and I was like, Teddy Hart is dead. And then he kicked out. And I was like, what? So it's one of those things. Like, wrestling, I know wrestling's fake. But when you hit a move like that, like, if that happened to Stone Cold in 98, he would have been out for six months. Like, some moves need to be impactful to a point where it's like, you do not want to get, you know, you, do, you don't want to get a fear factor pile driver on the stairs. You know, that will put you out of action for a few weeks. Meanwhile... We, we like it's oh no don't worry about it uh canadian destroyer your neck could be broken but you're just gonna kick out at one and a half no big deal like I, so mlw has had moments like when i watch mlw underground i'm like wow this is not at all what i like about mlw which i can understand they have their moments sometimes it's just great wrestling sometimes it is just the garbage stuff that we get nowadays with just destroyers and fucking spanish flies well, yeah, especially, um, you know, there are some guys in it that I don't really like watching, like Zen Shi. Um, you know, he's the guy who did, like, the double moonsault and almost broke his neck or did break his neck. Yeah. But um, one of my issues with him is, like, when you watched him in, like, even the Battle Riot, he's doing too much. He's, like, really over the top, like, flippy, and he just needs to slow it down, dude. But it really was a great battle riot. The LAX entrance so was outstanding. Good. When I heard the LAX intro music, I fucking popped. Because to me, honor is I thought it was, Gino just sent like a lot of money in a video, I think. Was there a video? Or is, I don't see it. it uh, no, that's also not me. It's just, 
I guess that might be Ricardio like you normally test. Oh, thank you so much, Ricardio. Or somebody actually went to help you. It said Sonic Geno, so I'm trusting that it's you while you're live. You've just donated a lot of money for me to watch I something. I wish I could. Just to get a nice micro brawl. Let me see. Yeah, get my micro brawl. Is that what this is for? Other Gino? It's for Ralph. It says for Ralphie's toy. There it is. It's from Chaz. It's from the man. It's from my good friend Ricardio. I have to use it on a micro brawler. So when there my wife go. when my wife says, well, "Who's this blonde? Who's this blonde dude with a goatee? This little toy?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's fucking Hammerstone. He's the best. Don't worry about it. It's your boy Hammer. She has yeah, no that, interest. Fuck yeah. That finish of the battle ride was so fucking good. And also Davey going as long as he did, showing that he's still so good. The American Wolves. Oh yeah, he looked he looked good too. I was kind of nervous. I was like, when he when I first saw him, I was like, does he have a beer belly? I'm like, no, he actually looks pretty good. Thank you so much, Ricardo. I really do appreciate it. My son appreciates it as well. That's that's really awesome. But yeah, great battle riot. Mads Kruger looked great too. And I was even more, like they did so well with having a hundred contra guys there at the end. Like I was like, oh shit, this is not what I thought I was watching tonight. So yeah, suddenly, no. suddenly <laughs> it was like that Royal Rumble where Kane and Big Show were just fucking launching dudes over the top rope, and the crowd was going absolutely like they were so annoyed. I was like, holy shit, Contra is just going to win this thing after all this buildup? No, don't worry about it. Your boy Hammer, Alex Hammerstone, looking like Hulk Hogan comes out here and wins the fucking Battle Riot. Alex. And again, after that 90-minute fucking match, the crowd erupted still for Hammer. Not fucking tired. They still cheered for the great do, do you think, fucking Hammer. Do, do you think they had, like, extra matches that we just didn't see? Like, did they film some episodes of Fusion? Is Fusion coming back? Yeah, because it was like a 90-minute event. And there's got to be a reason why... It wasn't on pay-per-view. I don't get that. I don't know. It was just a live event, which I would assume they also taped stuff because yeah, they would probably go like three, four hours, I think. Yeah. If, so you, have tape Fusion. if you have a 90-minute battle riot, you can fit in two episodes of Fusion after that, maybe even three because, you know, their matches are all less than 10 minutes. So they can yep. they can have three nine-minute matches and then another three. They could do nine nine-minute matches. And yeah, they then, just have a whole bunch of matches and then, again, pipe in like segments they have backstage that were not at the event yeah richard holiday on a zoom call with with alicia like all that stuff they can just do that later so maybe that's what they did but if you, i haven't seen fusion being announced but it was fun like there were some legitimate surprises in this battle riot i was like wow, wow. i mean the co- fucking meanie the blue meanie was in the battle riot ladies and gentlemen it was so fun like it was a legitimate surprise it was really fun and uh, even Slammiversary, we, we had kind of touched on this, and we were we were messaging earlier during Impact, what's up with No Way Jose? He was a surprise like debut at Slammiversary. Like, okay, I guess that's kind of okay. But and now he's still being No Way Jose. He's got a conga line with him. Like, are we supposed to still be pretending that we like No Way Jose? Like, why are we not getting rid of that? Again, like I explained to you in our chats, I think they're wanting people to have something they're familiar with so they can still get involved because he was kind of over in NXT. When he went up to the main roster, not really at all because they didn't know what to do with No Way. They just made him a gimmick, a joke. So I think they're just starting this off so we have crowd reaction, get people to get behind him, and then we change his character up completely over time. And maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe maybe it's they just want to have fun. No Way Jose come out. Hey, you're familiar with this. Everyone do the hand motions and the dance, and that'll be a good time. Like, as soon as Fandango pops up in Impact, he's probably going to be doing the same exact thing. So he's going to be coming out doing his little dance. They'll have a modified song, so it'll be a little different, but he'll still come out and do, like, the 
But if I'm no way Jose, I would have come back as something entirely different. I would have, like, no one would have known it was me. Like, Steve Macklin is kind of what I would be. I would have done that if I was No Way Jose. And I would have done the complete opposite of what Steve Macklin is doing. So for those who are unaware, Steve Macklin was in the Forgotten Sons. Steve Cutler. He was just kind of a generic, you know, good in-ring tech. He was pretty much Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. He's pretty much those. So, um, and he's been an impact. He's been having kind of boring squash matches. His finisher's not that good. I was kind of annoyed by his finisher. And now he's finally having his first match. is going to be next week against Trey Miguel. I would have come out if I was him as something completely different. But I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Steve Macklin? Because he is just boring Black Trunks guy. He is, but I do and always will have respect for like him and the entire Forgotten Sons because of them being veterans. Sure. So, again, it's difficult to have like your character not be somewhat a reflection of you so i understand what he's going for and i kind of like it because again he's channeling that anger that pain that he felt again with his like brothers that have been lost and forgotten death and like i showed a clip from his uh, bti against suicide where he's literally just talking shit about that you are the name of the weakness that has lost my brothers and i have no respect for you they just beat the shit out of suicide and, and I and I do enjoy. I guess I get it, but it still when he came out the first time, I was like, I don't. Uh, he's just being, he's just trying to be tough guy. And I get that. I understand. We've all seen Terminator Two, and there's nothing more badass than Arnold walking naked into the biker bar and leaving dressed in like a biker outfit. Like that's awesome. But with Macklin, I feel like that's not really earned because again, you know, we t- we talked last night, Kevin and I, about who insults your intelligence more, WWE or AEW. I feel like this is kind of insulting from Impact because I know who this guy is. I know who Steve Macklin is. He's Steve Cutler. I've seen him wrestle hundreds of times. So when he's coming out and they're not letting him really talk, he's just kind of being a non-character, a lot of that is like, okay, I fucking get it. But he's fighting Trey Miguel, so that's going to be fun next week. I'm excited for that. Um, Did you watch uh, BTI, his match with Trey and BTI, which ended in a count-up? Did that already happen? I thought it was next week. No, it was BTI this week. They oh, a, shit. Uh, match it and it count. It was actually really good. Oh, I gotta check it out. Until there. it finished, which was count. Yeah, then they did a fucking schmoz. Hey, we don't want to bury this guy. Just have him fucking go, you know, just have him uh, get counted out. So, we'll see. I don't know. It seems like they're not even invested that heavily in Macklin anyway. Like, coming out and just kind of having squash matches. and unfor- At least for now. Yeah, at least for now. But and, and it's happening during the era of we have Switchblade coming in. We have Kenny Omega coming in. Kazarian showed up tonight. So for those who didn't watch Impact tonight, Frankie Kazarian made his, what is this, his first time in eight years on an Impact Wrestling broadcast? Gosh, it was so cool to see him there. Crowd is going absolutely apeshit. He came out to help. Um, He came out to beat up who? Obviously Kenny Omega, right? Can't remember. Kenny Omega, Good Brothers. Yeah, the Good Brothers and Kenny and Sammy was out there talking shit, and then Kazarian showed up. So next week we have... Uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan are going to team up. I kind of like the storyline they're doing where yes. Sammy's like, he'll never go for it. And then Tommy was like, look, Eddie, we fucking need you, dude. It's like, all right, fine. My whole – the thing that upset me about that segment, though, again, because with how quickly Dreamer said Eddie Edwards in his ear, I just – because they've been teasing this for months of Sammy and Moxley being a team again. Sure. They've done this multiple times, and I want it again, and they keep teasing it. But it's not going to happen, and I just have to accept they're never going to have 
that dream again happened with the Sammy forbidden door. Yeah, the forbidden door is a weird is a weird thing because as wrestling fans, your fantasy be, runs wild. You want to see all these incredible pairings and matchups that you thought were impossible. So we lived in a world where we were never ever going to see Moose versus Kenny Omega, and we've seen Moose versus Kenny Omega. Like we. None of this stuff was ever expected to happen or exist, and now it exists, so we want to see it constantly. Like, why are we not getting Moxley hanging out at Impact Wrestling? Why didn't he show up at any of those moments to cost Kenny Omega the match? Like, it just made sense. Like, I'll come in and beat you up, and that'll give Rich Swan the easy win, but at least I beat up Kenny Omega on Impact, and it would be something to talk about. So that forbidden door needs to be open every week. It can't just be whenever we want it to be. It's almost like the opposite of the wild card rule. Like we hated when we hated when Vince did the wild card rule, but we love it when Impact and AEW do it. Well, the reason why we hate the wild card rule is because we did that basically for like a good three years before the draft, where everyone could be on every show and it wasn't special. Right, and the and way then when they tried to yeah. bring it up, it wasn't special. And the way he advertised it was really stupid. It was like I'm a genius. Like he almost advertised it like he was a bad salesman. Like. He knows this is a shitty idea. That's why he's being over-the-top heel Vince McMahon. And then when it was happening, we were like, this is so stupid. Like, I I don't understand it. And really, you know who got the worst out of that was Kofi. Like, it made Kofi's title run really demeaning because now he's playing second banana to Seth Rollins. Like, Seth Rollins is having title matches with Brock Lesnar. I mean, Baron Corbin, whatever, but... You know, he was the, he was the main champion, and Kofi was just the other champion. Yeah, and like right now, they're still kind of doing the wild card rule, but only for SmackDown with their quarterly special thing, whatever it's called. I keep forgetting because they only rarely. Yeah, mention it. I, I don't mind that, but you need to advertise that shit. You need yes. to have like once a quarter. Remember Open Fight Night? Like I know you remember Open Fight Night. But God, yeah, Open t- Fight Night was so great. Once a month, Impact Wrestling had Open Fight Night. It would be. They would the, the graphics were a little different. They would constantly show the open fight night logo, and it would mean as a wrestler you get to the ring and you call whoever you want out, and you would have a match, and it was a lot of fun. And they would advertise it. They would let you know it was going to happen. And I think if Raw and SmackDown did that where they were like, okay, you guys, you know, Raw on August 28th is going to be, you know, uh, you know, call it whatever, Worlds Collide, and it's going to be, you know, superstars from SmackDown are going to be here. Superstars of NXT are going to be here, and it's going to be like that the entire week. It's going to be the whole week of all the talent being mixed on WWE shows. Like, I think that would be fun if they would tell me it was going to happen, but when Kofi walks out on SmackDown, he's like, this is the quarterly talent exchange. Like, okay, nobody, like, that's not a thing if you don't tell me it's going to happen. So, um, yeah, the wild card roll was bullshit. I like where we're at right now. Um, WWE has kind of rebounded pretty well for me being mad at them. As far as letting all those people go and all of them getting fired, but um, I think we're in a good place with with Impact. So Homecoming is this Saturday, right? I mean, this is a card. Yes. Our matches announced for this thing. Well, right now, all that I've been able to see is the Josh Alexander Black Taru match, which I do feel Josh can make him have a great match. I think. I think. But isn't it just like a placeholder? Like, it's just an obvious. Hey, you just won a. Ultimate X, you've just beaten everyone in the X Division. We need to give you somebody else. Black Taru's available. Let's do that. And uh, yes, that's basically what it is, but I do think that it's going to still be a good match because Josh Alexander, just you and I know, he has never been able to have a bad match. No, that he, was his fault. 
Yeah, he's the best bout machine in Impact Wrestling besides Ken. Like I love, uh, I love Josh Alexander. Like he he has been since my coming back to Impact Wrestling. He has been the MVP for me, at least. Where it's like, and him and I got to give a lot of credit to TJP and Ace Austin and Chris Bay. And it really was like, because you know I don't like Rich Swan, so it's like Rich Swan's the main event. Meanwhile, while he, while he's doing main event shit. Uh, Josh Alexander, TJP, Ace Austin, throw Rohit in there. The X Division is just stealing the fucking show every week. So why do I care about uh, the the world champion? And yeah, uh, Josh Alexander obviously a big part of that. So we have the Homecoming King and Queen tournament. So we're gonna have a lot of matches on this card. It sounds like because we also have uh, W W Morrissey is wrestling. I know he's wrestling. Yeah, the hardcore match against Eddie. And then you just told me the other match that's happening, right? There's like a lot of matches on this. That's at least ten matches. Yes. That's too many. You can only wrestling only has eight. Eight is like the top. This is gonna okay, be like people are gonna be tired. There's gonna be like quick match with this uh, tag tournament. So maybe like they some... maybe they even do like this is an opening contest in the homecoming king and queen tournament and it is a 10 minute time limit like they do make it like hey you guys got to do this shit quickly because at least yeah. when there's a time limit it does give you reason why these matches are faster paced like, Kevin and I went to wrestling cares in Los Angeles the night before SummerSlam and all the matches were 10 minute Iron Man matches which was all which was okay like it, it, the novelty wore off after like the eighth one we were like, all right, we get it. Because some of them, you know, they would go, they would be one nothing, or it would be 0-0 until the last 10 seconds. And, oh, how did he get the pinfall? Who saw that coming? And then there was only, like, one match where it was, like, 3-2. You know, you don't want to get pinned that many times in 10 minutes. So let's right. go. We have all the teams here. Brian Myers, who is, he t- who is he FaceTiming tonight? Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins, had some lady with some big yabos on FaceTime. Who was that? That was the ECW diva. That was Francine. Oh, that was Francine. Okay. I I was watching it, and I, I didn't have my headphones in, so I didn't hear. So by the time I popped on, all I could see were yabos. And she she said, hey, I'm not going to team with you because I'm your first choice, not your second, you, you filthy peasant. So Yes, and like I, that entire segment I think is the fucking best of. With him, like Sam giving him the number to call ECW. Yeah, he has to call ECW. I like that. And that I, line that doesn't exist I enjoyed her yabos. So it was a really yes. good segment. Brian Myers, though, who's his partner? Is it going to be... So Kiera's done with the company. Um, I mean... Ro- this is during the taping stuff. Yeah, so they, she this could... Is, yeah, that's true. She could technically... Because this has already been re- recorded, right? Yes. This is part of their tapings. I'm sipping water. I don't know. Who's Deanna's partner? Either. Is Deanna's partner Kenny Omega? The honest partner has to be Steve. It has to be Mac. That's what I'm saying. I said for now he's not getting character, but since he's gonna be teamed with his girl, that's gonna add character, and they're gonna win. I think she's teaming with Kenny. I don't know why. It just seemed when she was cutting the promo tonight, I was like, she is gonna team with Kenny, and they're just gonna win the tournament, or there's gonna be some crazy. But I guess it is kind of a jobber-esque tournament. Um, unless yeah, so Mac could just bury everyone and make him look even bad, or. Opposite of that. Okay, here we go. I have the bracket up on the screen for individuals who are listening on this podcast. Maddie Spice just cast three stay safe spells. Thank you so much, Maddie Spice. All right, so before we go, let's figure this out. We have uh, Hernandez and Alicia Edwards. So they're kind of representing Team Swinger. Uh, taking on Deanna versus a mystery partner, which you're assuming is Macklin. I'm assuming is Kenny Omega. 
uh, Petey Williams and Jordan Grace, Lil Mama Pump, or Lil Petey Pump. Thick. And, yeah, Thick Mama Pump. They're taking on Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green, so we know them, the hot mess. And then on the other side of the bracket, Takei, Rosemary, and Crazy Steve. Falaba and Tasha, who I actually really like in this tournament. However, they kind of got the, a bad draw here by getting Takei first because I think Takei is going to get a win. And then Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. So here's my here's my debate. And then Brian Myers and the mystery partner. I'm thinking Dreamer and Ellering face off against Deanna and Kenny in the main event of this fucking thing. I... A part of me has this feeling, just it's because again, because I've just dream matched this, is that Dreamer's just a placeholder and it's Chris Hero. Oh, you think Chris Hero might? Because even Dreamer. I would love for Chris Hero and Elric to be teaming up again. Because Dreamer does keep saying, it's not my time. It's not my time. I'm not a wrestler. However, he is wrestling at this pay per view. But if he is wrestling, him and Don Callis have been having a feud. Why not just have a fun little mixed tag match? That way, you don't have to have Dreamer in the ring the entire time. He can just kind of come in when he, when you know, when he needs to. Um, who's Tennille's not in this tournament? And Tennille already had like falling out with Brian. But yeah, I saw that. I saw they broke up. But who? Yeah, so who so the fuck is Brian teaming with? That's the thing. I don't know who it could be. Like Billy Kay. Oh, I get fuck. I didn't even think about that. There's other women that can just show up that are not under contract right now. She could def he could definitely be teaming up, yeah, with Cassie Lee, Billy Kay, uh, Mickey James. Even I mean, it's, it's not like she can't be here. Um, fuck, that is very very interesting. We'll have to see. My prediction right now, Gino, to win this tournament: Kenny Omega and Deanna Parrazzo, the champions. I also predict that Deanna and whoever it is again. I have to say Steve Macklin. All right, there you go there. Who's going to win uh, W. Morrissey and Eddie Edwards? This is a hardcore match. Morrissey won the first one via cheating. Didn't they have, like, a parking lot fight? They had a parking lot fight, and Morrissey walked away. So I'm assuming Morrissey wins, right? It's hardcore, and they love making the idea that Eddie Edwards is this hardcore guy, this fighter, and not the technical guy he was before. I He grew up in Boston. We fought on the streets for fun. Yes, he wasn't the technical guy just years ago with the Wolves, which the Wolves are coming back in an indie show, which is cool. But uh, I got to go with Eddie. Eddie's winning. I'm going to go with Morrissey. I just feel like Eddie is like the guy in Impact who can just lose everybody, and it's fine. And yeah, now that he's part of this tag team thing, they want to move him away from Morrissey. Let's just let Morrissey get another big W here because we're, we're prepping him for something special. But also, speaking of like Morrissey and Edwards, their fucking match anniversary, I still was surprised it was actually fucking good. Oh, yeah. A huge recommendation. I didn't expect yeah. that out of Morrissey and Eddie. I was like, it's going to be Morrissey being the big guy, Eddie, just working small. But like he, the stuff they did outside, the way they worked was actually fucking great. It was a really good match. And I, and I don't like Eddie Edwards. I don't like Eddie Edwards. I do. I didn't. I'll say it like this. I didn't like Eddie Edwards. Now I like Eddie Edwards. Like, this match won me over. And, yeah, Morrissey's he's in the best shape of his career. He's looking great in the ring. So it was a really, really good match. And, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say anything negative about this rivalry, which when it started, I was like, I don't give a shit about Eddie Edwards. But now suddenly I'm like, Eddie, beat the fuck out of Morrissey. Like, I'm, I'm in it now. Like, they, they got me where I needed to get. So Yes, we're finally back where we're supposed to be loving Eddie, even though he's bigger because of his wife. I still believe it's Alicia's fault that yeah. he's feeding him. 
once he loses that t-shirt i mean i'll 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 start like okay eddie's back like davy's back why doesn't eddie yes. get back but we'll have to wait until we get there so and sammy's getting back that's the best thing too sammy's get back he's got gage to jessica which is good him and havoc to get oh sammy callahan's gonna marry jessica havoc yes they just got engaged like a few weeks ago they should they should have done that on tv they should have kayfabed it make that make put that on tv but Either way, that Gino, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's almost that time to ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. Anything else before we before we ride off? Uh, not really, man. I'm just looking forward to homecoming this weekend. It's going to be a great impact show like it always is. Even if it's just a tape show, it's still going to be entertaining. Well, watch. they've done a good job not releasing the fucking spoilers. I don't even know who Deanna's teaming up with. So, yeah, yeah they've done a good job at that. So, Sean Ross Sapp is probably going to text me in 10 minutes and go, Hey, uh, just let you know, Deanna's actually teaming up with No Way Jose. And Brian Myers is actually teaming up with Ivory. Like, that's what I'm going to get in a couple minutes. So. Thank you, Gino. Have a good night, my friend. You as well, man. There is Sonic Gino. We did it, everybody. We talked about wrestling for an hour, maybe even more than an hour. I don't know what the final time is once I get this whole thing saved. But it was good. We went through the Wrestling Inc. headlines. It's kind of what I wanted to do. Sports key, the same idea. So we'll go through those every single week, see where we're at. Gino did a great job. Maddie Spice, do you want to do a, a quick hockey talk? Get in here, Matty Spice. If you got your Skype working, we could talk about hockey for a second because there is a lot of hockey happening. Um, I'm curious about if the Penguins will be able to get uh, uh, Mark andre Fleury back. I'm th- I heard the Ducks are going to get Ryan Getzloff back. Um, well, not get him back, but they're just going to keep him. They're not going to let Ryan Getzloff go, which is good news for me. The, the Ducks are in the running to get Jack Eichel, which – Sounds like such a pipe dream. I don't think there's any way the Ducks get Jack Eichel. Why would, if you're Jack Eichel, you don't want to go there. So don't do it. Oh, it's ringing, guys. It's not a ring. Matty Spice, is Jack Eichel going to the Ducks? No, he's going to the Rangers. Fuck. All right, thank you, Matt, for calling me. You're welcome. I was kidding. What's going on with the world of hockey? Because you were upset. Marc-Andre Fleury is wearing red for now. Is he going to be wearing black and yellow by the end of the month? No. Where do you think he's going? Do you think he's staying in Chicago? He's probably going to retire. Fucking guy. He's not going to re- Yeah, I guess so. But isn't he only like 33 or something? No, he's 36. Oh, retire. He'll be 37 next year. Retire, you old fuck. Like, uh, it's time to get rid of him. It's, it really is. Um, but no, he did He did pretty well in the playoffs. He so just won the Vesna. That's true. He's the best goalie in the game. He needs to go somewhere. He's in Chicago. He's fine. Um, Chicago sucks. He's gonna go somewhere else. Maybe, maybe he'll get trade deadline. What do you think? He's not. He's not gonna play on Chicago. He'll retire before he plays there. Wow. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, do you think? Is there any chances that Pittsburgh makes an offer? Is there any chances anyone, anyone makes an offer like, hey, Chicago, you guys don't need this caliber of a goaltender. They need a young goaltender that can grow with their roster. They don't need a Vesna winner. The Penguins are making an offer. You might see a team like the Rangers. Well, not really the Rangers. A team that just needs a goalie, maybe like the Avalanche, make a bid for him and try to make a cup run. I have but, heard that. Yeah. Well, aren't they? They need to win that cup within the next like two years. Uh, Colorado, right? With with Rantanen and with um, fuck, what I always forget, McKinnon. Don't they have a lot of expensive talent? Like if they want to win a cup, they better figure it out now. Yeah, they're gonna lose a couple players if in the next two three years because cap yeah and with 
What, and what do you think about um, anyone else's chances? Because I don't think there's any shot that Montreal runs it back. There's no fucking way those guys run it back and get to the Stanley Cup. And didn't uh, didn't aren't the Lightning? Didn't they lose? Uh, didn't Blake Coleman sign with Calgary? He did. And they bl- also trade away Tyler Johnson. They lost Yanni Gore, but they're still eight million over the cap. That's true, but they're saving a lot of money now. So yeah, they lost Yanni to the expansion. The, the expansion. Um, what do you think of that roster, by the way? Let's do that. There's been there's a new team in the NHL, Maddie Spice. What do you? They th- did completely shit with the expansion draft. They did, but they done pretty good with uh, their for trading and free agency. Maybe that was their plan from the beginning, but yeah, when I looked at like their expansion draft and I saw who they were really like, who they took, because and I don't know, I don't know all the ins and outs. Like as a Ducks fan, I heard the the, the people we didn't want to lose, we didn't want to lose Adam Henrique was kind of the only one we didn't want to lose. Like we could lose Getzloff, he's old and like it's like all right, Henrique I, is old. How old is Henrique? He's not as old as Getzloff, is he? He's pretty fucking old. Uh, wasn't he in Pittsburgh for like six years? He's he was in the de- he was on the Devils for a while. He's thirty one actually. Yeah, he's not that old. Because Getzloff's like thirty seven or eight. Like he's he's at the end of that road. So I was kind of my buddy was like, I hope they take Getzloff. He's the oldest guy we have. And I was like, dude, I don't want to lose my favorite player ever. Like I have like a Ryan Getzloff jersey. Like I don't want to lose Ryan Getzloff. But it's almost if 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 we lose him, it would have been an easy way for me to jump to the stars. They were never gonna uh, pick Getzloff because he was a UFA. So they would have just had a contract rights to him for two days, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's why he's staying with Anaheim, right? Anaheim is able to work something out. He's gonna retire there. He's played there his whole life. Because no, yeah, te- he signed a one year. Yeah, a one year. He's good. Do you think that's it? Do you think it's a, you think it's a career finale? Just one more season? No, he 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 has a couple of years left in him. What do you think, man? What do these Ducks need to do to get over this fucking hump? And don't say score more goals. They just score less goals and tank <laughs> for the lottery. They should do that, but we're not going to do that. They should just win these fucking games. I love I love watching the Ducks, like, because I feel like when I watch them, they're not that bad. But what happens is I don't watch for two weeks, and then I check the standings, and they lost, like, you know, 12 of their last 15. Like, I don't know how a team can be that bad at hockey when they get paid professionally to play hockey. But what well, what are your thoughts on Toronto? Let me go to Toronto real quick. We keep talking about they have the players, they have the talent. What is it going to take for Toronto to get over that hump? Uh, they have to get out of the first round for once. <laughs> is there a, is there a secret sauce for that? Because the other teams have figured it out. Montreal figured it out. Vegas has figured it out. Like teams know what it takes to win a playoff series. What is it about Toronto where they just can't fucking close? Well, their fans suck because they feel like they're entitled to every person that was born in Toronto, mm-hmm. and. They just suck in the playoffs. Every year they get to the playoffs, their goalie sucks. Some player decides to land on the back of someone's knee and dies. It Every year it's just a new excuse of why they can't get out. Someone told me that the the Montreal – not Montreal, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are equivalent to the Dallas Cowboys fans. Where No, they're worse. See, they're it, worse. They, they feel like they're entitled to Crosby, Stamkos, any player who was born and grew up near Toronto – they believe should sign to the Maple Leafs for a million dollars a year. <laughs> just take the minimum because, hey, you're from here. You should want to come play here. You're from the epicenter of hockey. You should want to play for Toronto and get us to win a cup. But, uh, well, Crosby's from Nova Scotia, isn't he? 
Yeah, but he grew up here, Toronto. Oh my God! So they're just like, <laughs> like, oh well, he lived here. He better come play for us. Like it really is. They own the rights to everyone else. I'm reading right here. Tampa Bay Lightning is going to sign Corey Perry to a two-year deal. Um, what, like I love Corey Perry, but I don't think I'm going to root for Tampa if he goes there. They already signed him. Damn, I'm reading these headlines that are in the past. Yeah, two mil for two years. You're good at this. Let me go through other things. Braden Point, eight-year extension, did that already happen? Yep. That's how they're eight million over the cap. Brandon Sad. How do you pronounce that name? I think you hit it. Brandon Sad. He actually agreed to his five-year deal, so that already happened too. Avalanche trade Darcy Kimpe after losing Philip Grubauer to the Kraken. Interesting. Devils get uh, Dougal Hamilton to a seven-year deal. These sound like MLW wrestlers, by the way. These don't sound like real people, these names that I'm reading. Some of the players I don't know that well, but... What do you think about... I, the, I, what about Minnesota? We haven't talked about that yet. They got. They just said, fuck it. This whole Zach Parise 14-year contract thing didn't work out. Ryan Suter, you're free to go. He signed with Dallas. Ha, is there a worse example of like free agency signings than paying two guys that much money for that amount of time uh yes the devils did it with kovalchuk they gave him a 15 year oh, then he left after right. two years to play in russia and then a uh, rick di pietro also got 15 years by the islanders and he's still being paid by them and he uh, he played like a one year on the contract yes i did i do remember they just gave him a lifetime contract now he's like a commentator for them he is forever gonna be paid by the new york islanders but, the Islanders are the biggest shit show in the 2010s. They had the lowest attendance. Yeah. They had a fake owner who went to jail for fraud, and and Pajama Boy left them. There really is nothing. I mean, they have this rich history of Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier and four cups in a row. They had this dynasty, and then the 90s happened, and, yeah, John Spano and the attendance just went away. Like, they don't even play in Nassau full-time anymore. Because those fans have kind of abandoned the team. You know, they, they play in Brooklyn for I don't know how many games exactly, but it's just bizarre that that franchise has fallen apart the way that it has after being one of those, like, we've won four in a row. Like, it's just that's so odd that a team with that much success can lose that much support. But with hockey the way it is right now, if it does expand, we're going more, we're going more teams in Canada, right? It just seems so odd. The way the, the teams are skewed to have – there's no team in Quebec City, although most of those people are Canadians fans anyway. There's no team in Saskatchewan at all. But do you see more teams – because I'm even hearing there's like um, – isn't there another city that wants a – there's another – doesn't Houston want an NHL team? Like people want teams, but you got to go Canada first, right? If they're going to do teams, they're going to have to put in a plan to put on four teams to keep the divisions – to move them all from eight to nine, they're they're gonna probably do. They have to put two teams in Canada though, because the sport's getting too many American teams when they're like the sport is a Canadian sport. Yeah, it's a Canadian sport, and I know Canada is a weird country where it's huge, but a lot of it is what inhabitable because there's fucking snow and ice and you can't really do anything. But you look at like Halifax, there's no team there. You know, there's no team in Newfoundland. Like there's provinces with a population that could probably support an NHL franchise. But for some reason, hockey sport. And I know they have their other, you know, the OHL. Like, they have their own little independent leagues. And I don't know if they follow those more seriously than the NHL. Um, have you seen Goon? 
Is that a movie? Yeah, with Sean William Scott, where he goes to play hockey in Halifax, I think. No. So he he's just you know he it literally is like this little minor league hockey thing, but I'm wondering if if you're in Halifax or you're anywhere in Nova Scotia in the province, that's all you care about is your little province's hockey league. You don't really give a shit about whatever uh, the Stanley Cup's about, and maybe that maybe that's how it is. Maybe maybe not. I know the people in Russia aren't giving a fuck. You know they get the KHL, so it is what it is, my friend. But Maddie, it's about that time to ride off. I do like having Skype open for hockey talk. We got to make this a weekly segment now, so I got to pay attention to hockey. Any parting words before we let you go? Fuck Vegas. Fuck the Golden Knights. They lost Maddie Spice. A lot of money. That's Maddie Spice. He's my good friend. But it's time, everybody. I'm tired. My voice is getting hoarse, more and more hoarse as the night has progressed. I had an amazing time tonight. I loved having Skype open. Gino, outstanding job. Tyler Spider, outstanding job. Maddie Spice, outstanding job. Hopefully, we get Ricardio on next time. Hopefully, we get Rezzy one of these times. Hopefully, we get Danny Richardson. Hopefully, we get Nathan Weller. There's so many people that we need to talk to live about wrestling, hockey, basketball, whatever we want to talk about. That's why this is part two. Part two is the open, the open floor, all right? Maybe that's what the wrestling show will be called, the open floor. But either way, I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking beat. You guys did an amazing time. Maybe we'll get Jim Scampoli on one of these. That's a good call, Matty Spice. We all love our, our, our Jimmy. We all love Jim Scampoli as well. So, uh, again, subscribe to our.com slash Validis. I have a lot of content up there for free right now. And by a lot, I just mean cast from the past. I think there's 10 of them up there. So, 10 free casts from the past. If you ever missed any of them, they're all there for download. Take advantage of that. I'm going to get the old Slam of the Weeks up there. I don't have all of them. So if you're out there and you have every episode of the Slam of the Week, please send them my way. I don't have them anymore. I just discovered Slam 9 right here on my um, on, on this computer. But I'm missing so many. So if you have them, send them my way. That would be much appreciated. Uh, we got to get Vleety Season 1 up there. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do as far as exclusive content for actual subscribers on a weekly or monthly or bi-weekly basis. We'll get that sorted out as well. But thank you so much for coming in and supporting, hanging out with me, having a good time. I'm leaving. Kevin will be back tomorrow. Trovo.live slash TWFS. Follow me on Twitter at Vleeties.